We're very honored today to have our special guest here as we're... Oh, yes, we are here on Mental Health Friday with uh, Marcy Tatro and Jay Paul. Hi, Marcy. What's up, Jay? Uh, the sky for now. Uh, and it's going to snow today and tonight and heavy at times. you believe that? No. That's what it says. Less than an inch accumulating, though, so that's good news. Hey, we're here uh, as we are every Friday in the 10 o'clock hour on KTOE AM 1420 and 102.7 FM and streaming free live and worldwide on our website, KTOE.com. Marcy, a local clinical social worker at Nystrom & Associates, but believe me, this is not about drumming up more business for Marcy or Nystrom because we equally mention the other uh, providers in Mankato and truly... Uh, we're just after uh, the help that people need. If you need help, we need you. We want you to get it wherever you feel comfortable getting it. And that could be uh, Prairie Care or Mayo Clinic or Nystrom & Associates or Journey Towards Healing. Uh, there's plenty of phone numbers out there, too, you can call to get help, uh, like the South Central Crisis Center line, 507-344-0621, or the National Suicide Prevention Hotline at 988. It's also a, a Veterans Crisis Line, 988, and press 1 when prompted. And you can get the help that you need that way, too. Now, if there's something you'd like us to uh, add to the show or talk about that we haven't touched on yet, feel free to reach out. You can email jpaul at radiomankato.com and let us know what you're thinking. That's jpaul at radiomankato.com. Or you can call 625-1420 to be part of the show as well. Uh, Marcy, we are going to talk again. We uh, touched on a little bit of fentanyl and uh, xylazine last week, but... Um, and in fact, we had a guest all lined up from law enforcement that uh, through one way or another didn't work out. But we're still going to touch on this subject mm-hmm. again because it is, uh, a, what, first of all, tell us how it relates to uh, the mental health field. Yep. So welcome. If we have first time visitor or uh, listeners, um, welcome to the show. It's um, We've been on doing this for about three and a half months now. And um, it's just really fun and exciting and getting to talk about new different things. Uh, today's uh, topic is pretty serious. Um, you may have heard about it uh, recently in the news. If not, you may have been seeing and hearing things online and with your kids at school. But today we're going to be um, talking about uh, fentanyl mixed with xylazine and uh, how dangerous this is and lethal. Um, so we were going to have a guest on today, our drug task force commander. However, uh, we will be doing a PSA announcement with him at a later date. So you'll want to stay tuned for that. So I apologize for that. Um, but we're going to continue with the show today and get out the information because it is so important and urgent that you need to hear this information because uh, there are uh, thousands and actually millions of lives at stake with kids. Um, and so how this message relates today to kids is actually, I was looking at this last night, Jay Paul. Yeah. And ironically, uh, Jay Paul and I had an inside tip the other night that um Kids are finding there's this way with xylazine and fentanyl now through Snapchat. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of a weird yep. uh, coincidence. Yeah, we so we out. found out some anonymous tip information, and so then um, 
we do have it. We're on Instagram Live, and so if you go onto Instagram and make sure you click on Marcy Tatro, and I'm Marcy with a M A R C Y, not the I E. Otherwise, you're gonna get mental health with a different Marcy with her slippers on. So you want to make Marcy's sure. All Marcy's apparently have mental health. <laughs> well, <laughs> Tips you know online. we are we are kind of wild, fun, quirky <laughs> bunch. Mar- us Marcy's, but you know. Um, but yeah, go on to, go on to our Instagram. Uh, you're going to see that we have, um, so I posted some things about documents that you're going to want to get for more information because we don't have enough time to cover it today on the show. Um, but you're going to want to look at one of the posts I posted and it's common emoji codes for how they're doing these emojis to get, uh, medic, um, they're trying to get medications actually. So what I was seeing online from some of the parents who lost kids to the fentanyl to the overdoses is that they're actually looking for Xanax hmm. because the kids are reporting anxiety and depression. And so, um, the, yeah, it was very, I thought it was kind of interesting cause I'm like, Oh, this is, this is, this is not what the root of it is. It's back to mental health. Yeah. So if they're looking for Xanax, which is a benzo, you, you uh, prescribe that a lot uh, well, I in don't. your field. I mean, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but the, th- that's actually a harder, that's a conversation maybe we'll have Mallory touch on when she's here this summer. Um, the benzos are a little bit harder to prescribe to yeah. get them, even though they are they are like a first line defense for anxiety. Um, they are a harder medication to get, and I think that is also why they're on the black market and people try to overdose on and, them. And it's harder and to so, get off of them too. Yeah, they are really addicting, and I think so. That's kind of the struggle and the barrier that I think kids are having because they can't get the. Um, what parents were saying is that they're having a hard time getting their kids into treatment and substance wow. treatment. So when I was looking yeah. online, a lot of that down in Texas where they lost a bunch of kids to fentanyl overdoses. Um, the, what the parent moms were seeing was that the kids were struggling with mental health and they couldn't get in for substance counseling sure. in their area, which uh, today we'll be talking at the second segment, like where to go for help here locally in Mankato and in Southern Minnesota, and then some resources maybe for the state. So we'll be tack- tackling one thing at a time. Yeah. And I have information on China's role in uh, the fentanyl and xylazine problem in this country, and we'll get into that in segment two, uh, maybe end of segment one, but also uh, what the government, our government is trying to do. Yep, so, so. on April 12th, uh, this is really interesting because ironically, Jay Paul and I were talking about xylazine right beforehand, so the yeah. weekend before uh, this came up because uh, my brother had said, hey, Mars, have you heard about xylazine? I'm like, no, what, what is that? We may have been the first people on air talking about that Yeah, problem. so this is, yeah, this is actually really interesting. So my brother's like, hey, you should see this thing about xylazine. I'm like, what's that? He's like, well, someone posted on Facebook, it's here in the Twin Cities. And so he's like, you got to check this out. And he's like, it's it's really bad. It's like decaying people's bodies. I'm like, oh, that's gross. Yeah, from the inside out. Yep. So then I'm like, okay, let me check into it. And then we did some research and saw that uh, they're mixing the fentanyl with the xylazine. So fentanyl that we, we learned last week from Cheyenne, who was our special guest. Right. She talked that fentanyl is a... Uh, a synthetic synthetic it's made by it's not a it's man-made opiate it's yeah. man-made so yeah yep. so that means there's no regulation on it right. um so there's no way Yet. of knowing what's in it <laughs> so anyway so the xylazine is a non-opioid veterinarian tranquilizer not approved for human use but it's been linked to an increasing number of overdose deaths nationwide the evolving drug addiction and overdose crisis uh, studies show people exposed to xylazine often knowingly or unknowingly used it in a combination of other drugs, particularly illicit fentanyl. So the thing is, these when these kids are getting looking for the Xanax on Snapchat, they don't know that it, what they're buying is actually fentanyl laced with the with the xylazine. Yeah, yeah, and there's no way to even test it. Yeah, so that's actually something that goes on. So the White House, uh, Jay Paul and I were having these conversations over that Easter weekend, Monday, Tuesday. April 12th, the White House announced an emerging crisis. 
So we have that information from the Biden-Harris administration, uh, April 12, 2023. The Drug Enforcement Administration DEA reports that between 2020 and 2021, forensic laboratory identifications of xylazine rose in all four U.S. census regions, most notably in the South by 193 percent and the West 112 percent. Xylazine positive overdose deaths increased by 1,127% in the South. That's a big percentage. 750% in the West and more than 500% in the Midwest Mm. and more than 100% in the Northeast. In addition, uh, last year, sometime around 2021, we had over 70,000 deaths due to opioid overdose. And of that 70,000, 60,000 were predominantly fentanyl overdoses. About the population of Mankato. Yep. And on top of this... Um, when you go to the website, so please check out, you know, check out this information because I want to report facts only. It's important to me to be ethical and responsible uh, being on the airway. So when you go to the White House website, it's going to say click on. Uh, when you go down to the um, Biden-Harris administration designates fentanyl combined with xylazine as an emerging threat to the United States. Uh, click down below in the link and you're going to see where it says click on the report from the DEA. So I also posted this on my Instagram, so you really need to read this. If you have parents and you have kids, you need to read this as of right now, or actually the last two weeks I've been talking to all my clients and parents um, that I work with about this. So I'm starting with age about seven and then going up from there. Um, But this report is from the U.S. Department of Justice with the Drug Enforcement Administration. This is the growing threat of xylazine and its mixture with illicit drugs. It's a comprehensive report. It's from October 2022. Yeah. Um, But it's a very comprehensive report. So go back six months, yeah. Um, But it it talks in here about how xylazine is a non-opiate sedative. It talks about the physical effects, how it's sedative, um, the types of forms it comes in. Um, and, and again, we're going to have Chad come on, our drug task force commander, and he's going to talk about the lethal, like the lethality yeah. of and it. And he sees it every day. Yep. And he's also going to talk about how much can you touch without. And, yeah, and I the mean, answer is, and the answer is actually not much. You can't touch any. <laughs> yeah. But he's going to be talking about that because uh, we'll be doing a PSA announcement with him. Um, so one thing that we do have on hand, which is important to know, is if you're if there's a fentanyl overdose, you, there are Narcan available, which is through injectable through a needle. And then we'll have have the nasal spray. And some of these places that are available, and I didn't know this, but one of my colleagues let me know is that we actually have the Narcan at Nystrom's to give away for free. Okay. Well, you were talking about the nasal thing. You really have to get that up there in the nose. Yeah, actually, that's what my other colleague said last night, uh, ironically. We had that conversation. You have to put it up pretty far. (laughs) Yeah. Which can be uncomfortable, but uh, I suppose not any more uncomfortable than injecting somebody with uh, mm-hmm. the Narcan. And then one thing, if you're also researching the the side effects and the impact of the xylazine with the fentanyl, you really want to check this report that I just recommended, the growing threat of xylazine and its mixture with illicit drugs from the U.S. Department of Justice, uh, the DEA Joint Intelligence Report from October 2022, because it talks about why this is so dangerous because it, it rots the body. There's necrosis that yeah. occurs. And in some of the other reports and information, I, I cross-examine this. You know, I'm not an attorney, but as a, as a mental health provider, we have to cross-examine information um, to make sure we're not missing anything from reports, psychological assessments, uh, police reports, uh, reports from the county. So we always have to cross-examine information and sure. look for inconsistencies. Because that's actually how we also find abuse in families, too. Not like I want to give away too much information. But, yeah. you know, <laughs> uh, it's, it's a, a great great skill to have is when you cross-examine information because you're looking for consistency, but you're also looking what's for the fallacy of omission. 
So what that means is like what information is being left out. And so on some of these reports from like um, the NIH, the National Institute of Health, they didn't. Put, they said there was complications, like lethal complications. They didn't put in there. There's necrosis, yeah. which is the body decay. Yeah. So we'll be talking with about that for sure with the drug task force commander. But the one thing that is important to know is that, um, and what this report talks about too, the danger of this that you briefly touched on is that responders may not be aware that xylazine intoxication is a factor and as a result may not know how to apply life-saving methods when xylazone or when Narcan is only partially reverses the symptoms. And so this is what gets kind of scary is that the Narcan only reverses the symptoms for the fentanyl. Yeah. Not does for the... Does nothing for xylazine. Yeah, because the xylazine is a sedative. So yeah. the Narcan only... Sedative, yeah. Yep. The, the, the Narcan only touches the... Yeah, the fentanyl. The, the fentanyl. That's scary because... The xylazine showing up more and more, and there's nothing. You can't test for it, yep. and you can't prevent it or yep, reverse it. Yeah, and here, it. here's the evidence for what Jay Paul just said. So on this report, this is on the page four, the last par- almost last paragraph, it's difficult to assess with certainty how widespread the use of xylazine is or the true number of xylazine-involved overdose deaths without expanded testing because it's they're not able to test for it. And that's why the uh, administration has given... Um, the Congress, $46 billion to uh, start doing something like this, develop a testing, or they're doing, they're having hearings up in Congress. You know how long that can last. Heck, this stuff goes back uh, several years. They've actually known about it. Uh, but uh, like you said, six months ago, the DEA got a, a hold of it and started talking about it. And now, finally, this month and last month, a little bit, uh, our government is uh, starting to have hearings and things about it. But man, should have been doing this three years ago because like you said the population of mankato has died from this this year so it's crazy yeah it's pretty sad but and it's only going up the numbers are going up so that's why we're here we're here to to help educate the public and we're going to be talking about this on the second segment because the question is going to be well what do we do now how can we help our children how can we prevent any more overdoses what can we do as a community and so we'll be talking about that on the second segment. and shockingly most of the fentanyl and xylazine comes from china Shockingly, I'll uh, delve into that coming up here too in the second segment here on uh, Mental Health Fridays with Marcy Tatro and Jay Paul here on KTOE AM 1420. We're at 36 degrees. I don't see any snow out there right now. Of course, it could be pretty light, but that's what the forecast says snow, sometimes heavy today and tonight with less than an inch total accumulation. That's, that's good, although we are only about five inches away from being the snowiest winter ever. In Mankato. We're that close. We might as well get number one. Let's have a blizzard. Why not? (laughs) 1043. It's 36 degrees. And still, I don't see any snow out there, but it says snow heavy at times today and tonight. Maybe they're lying to us. I'm Jay Paul. She's Marcy Tatro, and this is Mental Health Friday. We do it every Friday Friday at the 10 o'clock hour. It's like I swallowed a mosquito or something. And it's always a good show. It's a good time. And so if you're tuning in for the first time, the show is about combating mental health stigma, addressing barriers to care, and suicide prevention. So today's topic fits all three of these. Yeah, we're talking about fentanyl and uh, xylazine and the big problem that uh, that's causing with uh, 70,000 deaths in the country. And that's, you know, more than the population of Mankato. So we're talking about a serious number. Where does it all come from? Well, China and Mexico but most of it's made in China. 
And um, also, uh, so China remains the primary source of fentanyl and fentanyl-related substances that are trafficked into this country. It's estimated that China is responsible for over 90% of the illicit fentanyl found in the U.S. And this uh, lady named Vanda Felbab Brown, she's an American expert on internal and international organized crime. She testified um, earlier this month uh, in front of Congress is saying, uh, here's some of what she said, three U.S. presidential administrations, Obama, Trump, and Biden, have devoted diplomatic focus to try to get China to tighten its regulations regarding fentanyl-class drugs and their precursor chemicals and to actually enforce these regulations. Since 2020, so going back three years, in the case of fentanyl and its precursors, China's mafia-like organized crime groups known as triads do not dominate drug production and trafficking. Others have come into play, uh, playing an increasing role in laundering money for Mexican cartels, including the principal distributors of fentanyl to the United States. The Sinaola Cartel and Cartel Jalisco Nueva Generacion, uh, Chinese money laundering brokers mostly managed to circumvent the U.S. and Mexican formal banking systems, uh, other money laundering and value transfers between Mexican and Chinese criminal networks include trade-based laundering, value transfer utilizing wildlife products such as protected and unprotected marine products and timber, real estate, cryptocurrencies, casinos, and bulk cash. So they're hitting a lot of different industries, and including, uh, like I said, the fishing uh, industry to try and get around and get the uh, drugs into the U.S. Uh, there may also be a growing involvement of Chinese fishing ships facilitating the drug trafficking. Now, she says to effectively counter the fentanyl smuggling actors, the U.S. should expand and smarten up its own measures against criminal actors, including trying to adopt a whole government approach to countering fentanyl smuggling entities, authorizing a wide range of U.S. government agencies, including the Departments of State and Defense, to support U.S. law enforcement against Mexican and Chinese criminal actors and fentanyl trafficking and crimes against nature. Uh, also expand the number and frequency of participation of U.S. wildlife investigators and special agents in organized crime drug enforcement task forces, Increase the number of U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service special agents and investigators, since that's a new way, avenue that they're trying to get into the country with the illicit drugs. Uh, that has been flatlined since the 70s, even as the value of wildlife trafficking has significantly increased since then. And designating wildlife trafficking as a predicate offense for wiretap authorization. So it is uh, it's a big problem in Mexico and uh, China are kind of in cahoots. Uh, the cartels in each country, I shouldn't say the mm -hmm. governments necessarily, although in some cases they're turning a blind, uh, blind eye to it as well. Well, it almost seems like there's a pattern with things that might not be regulated yet. You yeah. know, with the technology of Snapchat's not regulated. Right. So it almost seems like they kind of know the holes and then they kind of aim to use those and take advantage of them to then... Um, create those as targets. And Congress is holding hearings as we speak. Uh, they've got, uh, like I said, they uh, talked to this lady, and I've got some other things in here too, but uh, go ahead. All right, so um, if you're listening, you're then, you know, the question is, all right, Marcy and J-Ball, thank you for this information, but now what do we do with it? As a parent or as a grandparent, uh, what do we do now? What needs to be done? Um, what are some steps we can take in the community? So I'm going to start first with a micro level, and then we're going to kind of go from there. Um, 
On Instagram, I did post this as well. It's called Growing Up Drug Free. This is from the U.S. Department of Justice and the Drug Enforcement Administration. Go ahead and go on the, my link again. It's Marcy Tatro, M-A-R-C-Y, uh, T-A-T-R-O, and it's Mental Health with Marcy. Um, it's a picture of the Growing Up Drug Free. Again, uh, you want to go through this. It's a 64-page document, um, and there's lots of great information in here about how to talk to your kids. The number one thing you want to do is remain calm and do not yell. So you, it might be kind of hard because you're like, what the heck is this vape doing here? Or, hey, I smell something in here. This is weed or whatever. But you want to remain calm and do not yell at your kids if you know that they are doing some type of substance. Um, best thing is remain calm and try to talk to them about it. Uh, so here are some of the um, warning signs. Um, some of the risk factors um, might be having poor grades in school. So these are things to look for. Um, having poor grades in school, having friends and peers who engage in alcohol or drug use, uh, witnessing parental attitudes that are favorable to drug use and parental approval of adolescent drinking and drug use, being exposed to alcohol or drug use in movies or TV, having a low level of bonding or attachment to the neighborhood. So these are potentially uh, risk factors for young people who may engage in drugs or alcohol to relieve boredom or stress. Um, some may be curious, while others may want to just kind of let go of different pressure. Um, and as what we saw before with the previous report, about the xylazine is that um, with the Snapchat, they are finding that uh, some of the kids are turning to these drugs because they're looking for Xanax to relieve their anxiety. So that's back to mental health. Um, some other type of things that you might be seeing is if your kid starts to change friends, um, they might not care about their appearance. Um, uh, skipping school, are their grades are slipping? Again, these are all more warning signs to look for. Losing interest in favorite activities behavioral or academic trouble at school or with the law, changes in eating or sleeping habits, yeah. not getting along with family members, lying or stealing. So those, they don't, these aren't things like, okay, my, like my kiddo lied to me. They must be on drugs. These are just, these could be warning signs. And so we don't, you want to assume, but you want to kind of check into it and find out, um, it, are, are they using? And so on an upcoming show, I think in the next couple of weeks here, uh, Cheyenne's and Beyond again, our, our friend from, uh, our substance counselor oh, yeah, friend. Good. Yeah. Yep. Cheyenne's and Beyond, I think in, on May 19th with another, uh, we have a combat veteran coming on that day. So I think on, if you want to have questions about more specifics, I think I'll have Cheyenne talk about how to talk to kids, um, more specifically on how to, just cause I think this is going to be a growing issue. You know, and since with I mean, this is going to be an emerging crisis, and I think the numbers are going to get worse before it gets better. Oh yeah. Um, and so I think this would be important for us to discuss more in detail and have Cheyenne talk about it. But today I'll just give a couple uh, pointers. Um, but then if you get a chance to download this document, growing up drug free, it's going to be really important uh, as parents. And then the other thing too is you want to talk to your kid uh, for the age that they are. So you're going to change how you talk to your 10 year old about it versus like your 18 year old. Right. Yeah. Yep. And so then. You know, if, if I, as a social worker, I'm going to talk to the kids and like the, the, like the littler ones, like at seven, you know, not to touch anything, um, especially at school. So, you know, in, in schools, this is really important to be talking to your kids like, hey, don't take any medications or a leave. You know, one kid overdosed and died from yeah. someone else's a leave that was actually tainted with um, sure. the fentanyl. And so it's going to be really important that they don't take any Tylenol or a leave from anybody. It has to come right from the bottle. And um, it's hard school. to say, but I've mentioned mm -hmm. before the gummies too. They, 
they a lot of times come with fentanyl in them. Not a lot of times. Sometimes uh, it has been. Ha- it's happened in this country where somebody unknowingly, a kid, took a gummy and they had to be t- happened to be tainted with fentanyl and they died from mm-hmm. it. So, but that's not to say you run away from all gummies, but just to be aware that it's out there. Yep. And then there's also lots of places in counseling from Minnesota. So. At least I can't say across the nation. I know we have some uh, listeners listening from out of state down in, I think, Missouri. Um, but if you are listening in the state of Minnesota, contact your local county. They have something called Children's Mental Health. That's how our state runs our mental health is through the counties. Okay. So if you call them and ask, you know, my child's struggling, do you have any referrals? Or, you know, just if you need a, a referral system or a triaging, a triaging system, just call the county and ask for a children's mental health worker or their um, assessment team. And ask for a referral. But in the meantime, we do have uh, substance counseling at Nystrom and Associates, and that number is 507 225 1500. In Mankato, we have the House of Hope, Welcome Manor, um, and there's also an organization called Project for Teens, and they do a lot of great work too with getting kids to be um, not engaging in drug use and educating them on that. And they've been doing a lot of stuff with uh, trying to, you know, prevent the fentanyl overdoses too for the kids. Yeah. So those are just some that's our local. Right. Organizations. And like I said, you're going to have other people on Cheyenne's coming up and also our uh, our DEA, or not our DEA. Oh, our, our drug Chad, task force. Yeah. yeah, our drug task force commander is going to come up again. I'm not sure when. We have to reschedule with him. Next week is Dr. George Camaradas. He's a really neat guy. Uh, he's been uh, in the psychology field for over 50 years. Wow. So I'm really excited. It's like and, Barry's been in radio yeah, for 50 years. Uh, and May 12th, you really want to come on May 12th or listen in on May 12th. We're going to be talking about how do you talk to your children so 60% of teens right now are experiencing persistent depression, ho- depression and hopelessness, and, hopelessness. Yeah, and which bad. is really scary because the hopeless, if you lose hope, you're... Um, and it's even bigger in well, your probability, Well, your probability for uh, committing suicide goes up because oh, yeah. that is the main, like one of the main indicators that when you lose hope, it, it is very bad. It's very dark. And, and so apparently we're meet, uh, teen girls are mostly affected by it. Yeah, the but, then, but then the boys are more on the, the more likely to overdose on the fentanyl. So that's what they're oh, saying. Okay. So, um, but anyways, we're going to be talking about how to talk to your children. Uh, how do you talk to your teenagers uh, for mental health? So that's on May 12th. So it should be a pretty powerful show. Um, and then, yeah, that'd be a good, uh, great time. And if you ever have questions, you can always uh, DM me to a direct message me on Instagram and just say, hey, uh, Marcy, I'm a listener on KTOE or I listen to the show on the radio. That way I know you're not uh, hitting me up for, um, uh, I've been getting hit up for um, $20 for like palm <laughs> readings and $20 oh, yeah. for crypto right. uh, crypto stuff. So just let me know you're from KTOE, you're a fan of the show, and if you have something that you want me to talk about or if you have a question, I'm more than happy. Um, one thing that's actually kind of exciting about this, Jay Paul, and, and I think for the listeners too, is that we live in uh, a great state of Minnesota, and I, don't, I know I talk about this, but we have the best people that I've met that care about people. We have really great mental health professionals at our clinic, right. but we also have really great other people in other professions. And I have to tell you, Chad Rush is an amazing, amazing man. And he, I cannot tell you how grateful I am that he is our local drug task force commander. He's just a, such a caring guy, and he really wants to help protect the public. And so... Uh, we have, um, when he comes on, I think we're going to try to collaborate and figure out what can we do as a community, not to be afraid, but to take action. Yep. Uh, one, get informed, become knowledgeable. Three, spread it. And four, we're, we're going we're to come up with interventions because there's lots of things we could do. We could ask the school to hold a mandatory 
you know, when they go to school, parents and kids all go to the school and they invite law enforcement and they invite mental health. On we, a regular basis. Oh, not on a regular basis, but, you know, they do it for a week. They shut down school oh, or okay. something like, yeah. you know, it'd be good if we can collaborate and we are having a multi-disciplinary integrative approach. Parents, kids, law enforcement, yeah. mental health, uh, even local pastors, you know. So there's different things that this that this, the community can do, and we don't have to wait for the Congress to pass a bill. We can go ahead and start sharing this, this information. Do not touch anything that's not yours as far as kids go with drugs. And everything is laced right now, heroin, cocaine, meth, all that stuff is laced. So uh, I mean, everything is, is not good. So if the, the main thing is if we can tell the teenagers and the kids, because the danger is... If we have 60% of these kids suicidal and they know that these drugs are laced, it's not good. It's like it's like you have you now are opening a door to a mass exodus and it's it's you can't you can't have that. Yeah, it's you think it's bad now. It's going to get worse if uh if So, so we that's don't do why something now. that's why we have to take action. If you say and I want you guys to say something. So if you're struggling right now, talk to your kids. If your kids are struggling, tell them that you love them. Um, tell them that you that they matter to you. It might be a harder conversation to have. You're like, well, Mars, I don't know how to do that. Well, know it. I'm going to help walk you through it on May 12th. So I'm going to teach right. you how to talk to your kid and tell them that you love them. And again, it, they they need to hear it. They need that positive uh, affirmation and affection. They they need to know because otherwise, sometimes they feel empty and abandoned, and they go looking for you know for drugs or for some other type of exit strategy, and we're trying to prevent that from happening. To fill that emptiness, that is the way it's always been with that kind of thing. By the way, we're going to be putting this show and others of our shows on the website, ktoe.com, so look for those. You can download them and listen to them, all of our shows. So thank you for tuning in and listening today. But, again, if you need anything, reach out for help. We have lots of uh, resources here in the Mankato area. We have a local crisis shelter. Um, again, if you need help, Nice Room Associates has openings too. They can get you in 507 225 1500. And you can call the South Central Crisis Center line at 507 344 0621 for help. And the 988 National Suicide Prevention Hotline as well. Thanks, Marcy. You're very welcome. That is Mental Health Friday for another week here on KTOA.
36 degrees at 11 o'clock. ABC News is next. KTOE Mankato.